What's the crack and welcome back to From Glutton to Glory, a podcast that I started back in 2020 and kind of gave up on after the first episode because I thought that I was going to uh, continue the podcast through the pandemic but shortly after the first episode I found employment once again so um, I've been busy since and now since everybody including your grandmother's wig is a podcast I said I would jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to be uploading a podcast once a week. Um, I'm going to be sharing stories with you from my experience as a professional chef. I'm going to be sharing fun food stories, history of food, and all these crazy things in between. If you haven't listened to my introduction episode, which is the first episode on my feed, please go back and do so. It'll explain a little bit about who I am, where I come from, and what I'm all about, and what this podcast is going to be all about. I um, plan on uploading once a week. Um, I'm going to set a day um, shortly, but this episode should be going up on a Thursday. And I think I might stick with Thursdays, but I have to see how it goes and if anybody is bothered even listening um, to the podcast. And as I said, the introduction uh, shares most of my story and who I am and whatnot. And I just thought I'd come back on and... Start off with an episode one, um, which is a story of a man that I met working in Berlin in the uh, 2010 to 11 era. Um, And I just thought I would share the story because I think it's quite a funny one. Um, And it's quite bizarre and all things in between. So, as I said, please go back and listen to the introduction if you don't know who I am. And please subscribe and follow my podcast. And please share it with your friends and family and all things in between. Um, I hope the audio is okay. I'm recording this on a balcony underneath a duvet. um, Because it is late at night and my son is sleeping. And my next door neighbour is luckily not out in the balcony. Because if he was on the balcony, you'd probably hear him picking things. Because all he does all day long is pick trees and bushes on his balcony. Luckily, hopefully, we won't have to experience any of that. So, on with episode one. The Mystery Man from Milton Keynes. Welcome to Glotten to Glory. So we're going to start off this episode basically discussing the strange and crazy people that you meet when you work in a kitchen i'm sure many jobs are certainly like this too but i always had this um um, visual um visualization of a kitchen being this safe haven full of professionals in white cooking jackets with tweezers and all of that cooking food and I couldn't have been more wrong I think working in kitchens now for over 10 years has really made me realize it is the craziest fucking job on the planet and I mean that this idea that chefs are kind of like rock stars is extremely true and we certainly do live a rock star life uh, albeit for the one hundredth of the money that rock stars actually make but the people that are attracted to kitchens are some of the most bizarre crazy interesting individuals you'll ever meet um i know in the states um like a lot of the um a lot of cooks in california and stuff would have been mexican immigrants um 
I know that Anthony Bourdain speaks a lot about in Kitchen Confidential how the Mexican uh, uh, people are some of the best and craziest workers in the kitchen. And I would say for us over here, I'm based in Germany, but I'll speak for Ireland also. Um, we have a lot of um, a lot of different um, cultures and a lot of different people that do come into the kitchen. I think it's an ex- excellent starting point for anybody that has an interest in food and anybody that wants to make money because a lot of places will take you in as a as a dishwasher mm-hmm. with absolutely zero experience um, uh, as 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 a, as a worker. Um, and I think that's why it attracts a lot of uh, interesting people because when you um, are offering a job to somebody that has zero experience in something um, but you're offering them money um, they know that they have a good chance of receiving the job so they apply for it and I think that's why it's also um, yeah, a, a massive mix of people and my story starts basically was I was one of these people, an immigrant uh, in Germany in Berlin in 2010 um, and I needed work. I had no um, German language, I had absolutely no um, idea how to fucking work to be quite honest with you, I had no idea how to um, yeah present myself in work I um, yeah I had absolutely no clue what I wanted to do so I found a fish and chip shop um, and I thought oh yeah fuck it I know how to do that batter a few sausages batter a few potato pies uh, thinking that I was going to walk in there and get the job straight away because I knew how to batter things um, basically my experience with battering would have been you know uh, battering a Mars bar on Halloween um, and nearly burning the house down and that was probably it so I entered into this uh, environment thinking that I was going to get a job and be allowed batter things for paying customers and whatnot. And yeah, this was an English um, fish and chip shop uh, done in the style of um, more of a of a kind of a, a modern restaurant, not fine dining by no standards or anything like that. Just a simple modern restaurant that presented fish and chips and other various English Irish uh, traditional meals. And it was based in a very cool district in Berlin, so uh, with a with a good walking um, clientele, I would say it's right outside a, an underground train station. So there was a lot of uh, interesting people came in and out, and um, yeah, it was it was quite well advertised, and it was quite a cool place at the time. As far as I'm aware, it's closed down now. Um, I'm not going to use the name of it or anything like that um, because there's absolutely no need. And as I said, I'm pretty sure that it's closed down right now. Um, but what I will say is that it was the first um, starting point for me and my career um, abroad anyway um, and I thought that I was going to be the next fucking Gordon Ramsay so I uh, got my then girlfriend and a wife to go to a charity shop and look for cooking uh, clothes for me and she did she actually found a cooking jacket and a cooking pants um, what's a cooking pants you may ask it has to have checkered uh um uh, yeah a checkered pattern on the pants even though no one gives a fuck but it should have checkered uh, pattern on the pants um i've experienced many different cooking pants in my time and uh, this was my first that my wife got for me in a charity shop i can't remember how much she paid but lo and behold i had the full cooking um attire and I was going to turn up to this fish and chip shop and within one week I was going to get out a fucking Michelin star and everyone was going to be proud of how I am because I've watched at this point you know 10 episodes of uh, MasterChef and I've watched 12 episodes of Hell's Kitchen so I knew what I was doing so 
back to the point of the interesting characters that you meet. I entered this establishment and I am greeted by what I can only describe as a Moldovian sumo wrestler um, with acne scars on his face as deep as the Alawi Caves um, and tattoos of aliens. I think, to be honest, I can remember he had a tattoo of a UFO or something on his hand, which I just thought was fucking class. Um, And I could not believe that I was going to be working with this guy. Um, The boss of the place, the owner, didn't even meet me on my first day, which was also bizarre. I went in like a back door in like a utility room. I put on my clothes, got dressed straight away and was thrown into the deep end with this Moldovian nut job who we'll call Richard for... uh, yeah, for for uh, purposes that I don't want to use his real name, for fear that he might uh, find me and chop me up, um, which won't happen. I actually got on pretty well with this guy, if I'm to be quite honest with you. But Richard was um, an interesting character, so I was greeted by him. He was wearing like a Slipknot t-shirt and like... I think they were like black skinny jeans. Bear in mind this man weighed about 250 kilograms and he was wearing skinny jeans and I already thought that that was a really strong move from him. Um, I already thought this man means business. Slipknot and skinny jeans and he weighs like the size of a whale. So this guy meant business. So we got in, got talking to each other. I didn't get introduced to him by anyone which I also thought was really strange. But that comes back to this whole idea that kitchen helpers and dishwashers are just dregs of society in you know not not from that's not coming from my mouth that's that's what they're seen as even though uh, dishwashers and kitchen helpers as most cooks and people will know are the most important people in the kitchen and a kitchen will fail without good ones i was that dreg i was that um yeah that guy that was going to come in even though i thought i was going to get this place a michelin star and richard decided that my first job of the day was going to be peeling potatoes because in this particular place which made it quite famous i would say is that there was fresh chips uh, made every day uh, fries if you are listening in america um so the idea was to peel the potatoes cut them into a chip shape wash them from the starch let them dry out in a cool house or a um a, a walk-in fridge and um then we would be they would be ready to deep fry so my job basically with this guy was to um yeah to start um with the potatoes for the day so as the day went on i was you know working away and he was uh, quite a nice guy actually and uh, to be honest the reason i'm bringing him up there's nothing really massively to talk about him but the idea that this you know, this human being in Slipknot t-shirt, skinny jeans, um, and had all these massive tattoos, uh, you know, looked super scary, he had the heart of, he had a heart of gold, if I saw him on the street, I would have crossed the road, without a doubt, and this guy had like the heart, a heart of gold, and it comes back down to the way that people are looked down upon in the kitchen industry and the way that there is a lot of um this this guy had started as a dishwasher in the sim- in the same place and I think he had been recently promoted to um a cook a, a daytime cook um so he was allowed to um yeah make the food up until the evening shift until the head chef would come in and take over but this guy was a heart of gold and as i said i would have crossed the road if i'd seen him he'd actually been to jail before i think on a misdemeanor like something quite small but he had 
done a couple of weeks in jail. Um, and this was it. This was the start of meeting crazy individuals within the kitchen industry. Um, and Richard was very important in my career because I realised that there was no... How do I say this? There was no... Um, typecast to being a cook or to being a chef everyone inside in the kitchen is a different person they come from different backgrounds you've got your master chef you've got your michelin star chefs who are very very focused on the quality and the presentation of food they're very focused on the cleanliness of a kitchen they're very focused on the good things in life such as you know caviar champagne all of that and then there's the the people that are behind the scenes in your favorite restaurants maybe the the ones that you would visit once a week the burger restaurants the taco restaurants and what else um they're the grafters and they're the grinders and they're just normal people and some of them have very interesting backgrounds and i think it's almost um it's almost a sadness that these people are not um talked about enough to be honest with you because going back onto the idea that dishwashers run a kitchen it's just very very true it's um you know you can go into any kitchen in the entire world and if you don't have a good dishwasher a good a good kitchen helper a kp whatever you want to call them they are the ones that are washing the plates they're getting the the cutlery out to the to the waiting staff on time they're getting the the potatoes from the the fridge that's two flights of stairs below you in the cellar they're the people running it and I was one of those people and I think it was very important for me to meet somebody like Richard um, because he taught me over the small couple of days that I worked with him that it was just so important to work hard, to work fast um, but to also have fun and be yourself and there was no pretending with him. Um, you know, it was actually an open kitchen so people could see into us cooking if they wanted and you'd often have kids um, walking by uh, wanting to look into the glass windows um, to see us cooking and Richard would be the same all, he would curse, he would, you know, he was just himself and I think that's very, very important. So that was a very big learning curve for me when I met Richard and... Um, as time went on, as far as I was aware, um, something that shocked me was that Richard was actually going to be leaving the restaurant and I was the reason I was employed was to eventually take over his job as the cook, which is what eventually happened. Um, so that's one type of person that you can meet when you work in a kitchen and that is a rough and ready individual who's seen a lot in life, seen jail time and everything, but you know wants the best for the customers and wants the best for his colleagues i mean he could have been my best friend at the time um probably was i didn't have much friends abroad so this guy was just super super nice um and the reason i bring up richard as i mentioned already is because and, and the reason he is a part of this particular story is because I learned from him that no matter who comes into the kitchen, eventually I went on for, you know, I went on years and years later to become a head chef myself. Richard wasn't a head chef, but he was um, he, he was answerable for me in that particular time and he had to look after me. He was the guy that gave me the first impression of this business. So I had to end up being the face of a business a couple of years later and Richard always stayed in my head because... I would meet people and I would have to interview people for the job and 
you know, um, first impressions are a big thing, and um, and uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of restaurants and a lot of uh, places in the industry that will just hire anybody um, as a dishwasher because um, it's cheap labor and. Uh, they will see if that person is good for a couple of days and if not they'll throw them out in the street again and I wanted to take a different approach to this when I became a head chef and I wanted to kind of look look into um less about how people looked or people acted and um more about how people spoke and how people um you know the stories that they had so when I was interviewing people eventually I would listen to their stories I would listen to what they had to say um why they wanted to work in a kitchen and the the more honest they were the more I liked them so if someone was like well I just need money to uh, you know fund my uh, methamphetamine habit cool that sounds interesting I mean as long as it's not affecting your job and you turn up then I don't really care what you're smoking or what you're doing so that was always an interesting thing for me and how I've approached my life as a cook is um, I'm a very professional when I'm in the kitchen but I also um, really, 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 really enjoyed meeting people that were different and that were, um, yeah, just just interesting and I come from a, a film background, I've studied film, I'm, I'm massively into um, movie making and cinema and art and that kind of area and that's why... I always feel like there should be a documentary made on dishwashers and kitchen helpers because they are the coolest people on this planet and you do not realise it. Um, the idea of being a dishwasher to many people is an embarrassing thing. The people think that it is um, uh, some sort of bad job to have and you're the lowest of the low in society and yes you're not going into work to the stock markets every day you're going into clean plates and but there is a place in society for you as a dishwasher that within the world of gastronomy you are a hero and I can tell you I have worked with some of the most amazing chefs I have worked with some of the strictest chefs they will always have the dishwasher as their baby in the sense that I could get a bollocking, I could get shouted at, I but the dishwasher is untouchable. And that is super, super important to realise if you've never worked in a kitchen. So, as a head chef, I ended up hiring a couple of people that were very interesting to me um, uh, throughout the years. And um, a lot of them worked out, to be quite honest with you. I hired them. Um, the, uh, there was a, a huge influx of uh, refugees in Berlin um, back in 2000 and maybe 15, 16, um, due to obviously war and um and and everything like that so um for me it was also a, a massive responsibility that i felt like i could help out by giving these people who have been you know who have been forced out of their country a chance to work in europe a chance to to do something uh, that they could feel proud of and not just to come in and wash dishes but to come in and if they wanted to you know learn how to cook or whatever then it would be an even better and um more yeah it would make my day a lot more fun. So when I worked in um, a few restaurants in Berlin, for example, I worked in this very nice uh, restaurant. Um, I'll call it Leonidas. 
Um, it, it was um, a Mediterranean, um, freshly produced um, food was cooked fresh every single day and it was only made with seasonal ingredients. It was a fantastic place to work. And I had the opportunity to hire a few kitchen helpers and dishwashers there. Um, even though I was not the head chef, I just got the responsibility of doing it. And I hired quite a few refugees and they went on to be these most amazing men, these most amazing women, um, based on the fact that I treated them with respect and my colleagues treated them with respect and if they didn't get treated with respect the people that didn't respect them got fucked out of it so if you're a waiter or a waitress and you're messing with my dishwasher then you know Chusakovsky bye bye um it's uh, it's it's never going to work and um and it's something we take very seriously in the kitchen um the reason i named this episode the mystery man of milton keynes um is <clears throat> There is a certain situation that can happen when you hire somebody and you become almost too close to them. Um, and I experience something like this. So when I talk about hiring people, hiring people for their personality and for their stories and everything, um, that's all well and good. And, you know, at the end of the day, you still need to remain professional and you need to um, you, you need to work together as a team and you need to work together hard um, to make sure that, you know, the business runs and whatnot. So I worked for um, a, a company in Berlin also, and it was an, an Irish pub, an Irish pub that was doing very, very well at the time. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday nights for the Champions League, we would be absolutely chock-a-block full in the restaurant um, slash pub. Um, weekends for rugby and whatnot, we would be absolutely packed. So we had a small team there, but we... Um, we yeah we 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 ran a very 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 uh, big uh, production i would say so what i'm getting at here is it's very important also to realize that a lot of cooks are friends because we see each other more than our own family sometimes but getting too close to these people can be uh, can be also very daunting and a bit uh, it can take you out of your own life a little bit and i met this person i'm going to call him abdul um he was um uh, you know about the same age as myself he was hired as a as a dishwasher um he was from milton keynes in london uh, near london or in london i'm not sure uh, correct me if i'm wrong i have no idea of the geography ge- geography of england for some reason um so I met this guy and um, we got on very, very well and we became best friends. Um, we uh, he, he was an extremely respectful uh, individual. I had a higher position than him. I was working almost as a sous chef at the time. Um, he was just a dishwasher, kitchen helper, but I showed him the same respect. I showed him my head chef and uh, vice versa and whatnot. So I met this guy and uh, we became very good friends. We'd go out drinking after work. We'd meet up with my uh, my girlfriend at the time. Um, we'd meet up with... Um, um, our, our friends from work and we, we all became this big clique of people that were just yeah great friends but um, as time went on I started to notice that the guy was uh, a bit strange and, and what I meant by that was he was working very very uh, strong hours uh, long hours uh, as well as me um, but he never had any money um, and I'm 
massive in uh, massively into true crime and catfishing and all that kind of carry on as well so i was getting a small bit kind of weirded out by this guy why was he asking why, why was he saying that he never had money and he was you know he was living in a good enough area of berlin but like his rent and stuff wasn't wasn't that expensive and he wasn't getting paid very little either because he worked so much so it ended up anyway like that you know things like were happening that i'd ask him oh do you want to go for a few drinks today or do you want to go for a coffee me and my girlfriend are in town uh, do you want to join us for a coffee because he had become that much of a friend that he um you know he he, uh, he i guess was important to me and, and my friends as well because he was just such a nice guy and it was one of the first good friends that i made abroad so um i ended up inviting him i'll never, never forget one day we invited him for cheesecake and like he had no money on him and i paid for a cheesecake for him and a cup of coffee or something and I mean this was all only five six euros but it started to build up and we went to night clubbing one night me and my girlfriend we asked him if he wanted to come along because I knew he was kind of lonely as well so I was always trying to get him to come along with us and yeah I can come if you want me to come but I've no money so yeah yeah no problem we'll get you a few Heinekens whatever they were like a euro a bottle in this particular nightclub so we'd go and you know and it was all great and we had good times and there was one night we met up and um he introduced us finally to his girlfriend who we had never met before and she was German um, and as I said he was from England um, and they spoke English together and everything but he had spoken a lot about us and this group of friends and his job and everything but we had never met her I actually began to real to, to think that she did not exist until we met her um so we met her and um yeah it all went well we had a good night my girlfriend was there all my friends were there my close friends and he yeah he had a good night we didn't get too drunk we didn't do much we just had a few beers and it was all well and good and in between all of these things happening we're also working together so you know there's a lot of conversation going on about work and uh as you do and anyone that works in the industry knows that most people uh who work in the industry never stop talking about it so we um we left that night and we said bye to each other and the next day we were all off as far as I know so we were planning a proper get together again in a bar that we used to visit all the time and I rang him and I said yo are you coming and he said yeah yeah I'm, I'm gonna be there in a half an hour I just need to shower and I'll run there and I'll be quickly there because he lived nearby so we all get there except him and half an hour comes and I ring him and there's no answer so whatever he's still in the shower no one thinks anything of it um we leave it 20 more minutes whatever we ring again no answer okay the night goes on the night goes on ringing whatever no answer okay he's after falling asleep or whatever we'll see him tomorrow it doesn't matter it's not a big deal so the next day i comes and i ring him again and it just rings out rings out rings out so i go on to instagram or facebook or something at the time and i look for him and he, he's not there anymore and i'm going what the fuck is going on here so i um i messaged him and again i said yo man what's up why why you know why are you um why are you not responding is something after happening or you know um and again just in case you're confused this all comes back to being you know helping people out and this guy had no German, had no, you know, experience in the kitchen world. And I used my instincts and 
you know, my um, uh, my character that I learned from Richard back in the day to, 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 you know, help this guy out. And I had paid so much money for stuff for him. I had, uh, you know, I had introduced him to my friend group, my girlfriend, everyone. He was part of the gang now. And for him to be just ignoring me, I thought it was just a small bit strange. So I messaged him on WhatsApp or something saying, where are you, man? Like, why, why, aren't, you, uh, why aren't you answering me? And he didn't respond, so that was fine. I said, okay, look, I wrote to him and I said, look, man, you're obviously, after getting sick or something, make sure you message me as soon as you're better and we'll meet up for a beer again and we can, uh, yeah, so whatever. Next day I go to work and he's not in work. So I'm saying to myself, okay, now something's up because this guy was one of my best friends. He would never not show up to work without ringing one of us in there and he just wasn't there. So um, I go to message him on WhatsApp and I realise that I'm now blocked or, uh, you know, his WhatsApp doesn't exist anymore. And I go to ring him on normal phone call. Also, this person is not available. This guy had disappeared off the face of earth. So I contact his girlfriend who I found and I didn't want to be getting involved uh, in a sense that I did not want to be, you know, kind of trying to traipse all over him and and like be um, too much. Because, but this guy was, we had built a really good relationship, best friends. And for him to just block me and get rid of me out of his life was also extremely confusing to me. So I actually thought that this guy had been injured or are missing or something like this and as I said I watch too much true crime as it is anyway so that was uh yeah that was a strange thing and um I tried to contact his girlfriend I tried to contact all the numbers I had for him his social medias everything was gone and I swear down to you it is now 2022 so it's about seven years later since I met him the guy does not exist anymore he doesn't exist online he doesn't exist anywhere because I have done my research. I I've stopped now, obviously. Um, it's been so long, um, but I cared for this guy and I gave him a lot of um money and uh, I gave him a job and I gave him a job that he could feel comfortable coming into and he disappeared off the face of earth and. To this day it still haunts me because I don't know where he is or what he did with himself. Was he really who he said he was? Was he a scammer? I have no clue. But it also scares me the fact that I let him into my life so much. Um, I let him into my apartment. I let him into, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I brought him out with me and my girlfriend, just the three of us, just, just so that he didn't feel lonely, even though he had a girlfriend, but his girlfriend was always working. So all of this started to make no sense. So seven years later, this guy does not exist anymore. And it frightens me to this day. And the reason this is all to do with dishwashers and kitchen helpers and stuff is because I was so vulnerable at the time and using the technique that I told you to hire people which was listen to people's stories listen to people who they are and don't worry too much about their backgrounds and what they're all about and that came back to bite me in that certain situation so I used my intuition of um focusing more on this person's story and how I got on with this person in an interview rather than actually looking at his CV and you know figuring out who this person truly was and because of that 
he disappeared and I'll never really know and probably never will find out if this guy really existed or if he was um it feels like an episode of catfish you know or an it feel like um it feels like an episode of uh some I, I never thought something like this would ever happen to me um someone basically vanishing off the face of earth um after you helped them for so long and I think that's extremely important uh, and how times have changed very much because, and I guess growing up as well, I'm now 30 and um, I'm still a head chef and if I have to hire anybody, I, I really will thoroughly look into their uh, their resume, their CV and everything just to make sure that I'm, um, yeah, that I'm doing the right thing and hiring the right people because, uh, yeah, that happened and it's changed the way I think about things uh, within the industry very much so. It, uh, for me, it changed the uh, the thought and um, the thoughts and ideas that I had about kitchen helpers and dishwashers. Um, and how people should be very careful about who they're helping and who they're speaking to. And, uh, you know, not to have a vulnerability. Um, and... I still will say that dishwashers and kitchen helpers in particular are the maddest bastards on the planet. And I have some very good ones. I've had some very bad ones. Um, but the mystery man from Milton Keynes is something that uh, has haunted me ever since. And I wish I knew what happened to him. Um, but uh, it's my own fault. And uh, I should have probably figured out a bit more about who he was before hiring him and figuring out uh yeah uh, more about him and 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 uh and and less kind of worrying about you know looking after somebody i guess um so it's an interesting one um and the point i also want to make about this is that you know be careful out there in the sense that you don't know who is applying for these jobs and you don't know who is you know, working with you in these environments. And I think th things have changed a lot in the last particularly seven years, uh, especially over here in Germany. Um, you can um, you can learn a lot about a person now through uh, asking them for certain documents and whatnot. Um, you know, obviously making sure that they have health and safety documents and everything, and you know they're legit then. Um, it's just a very interesting one I thought that I'd share with you guys. Um, I've plenty more stories, and I, although this isn't the most uh, incredible story in the world, um, I just wanted to make the point that dishwashers are the most important fuckers in the kitchen, but to also be very, very careful who you hire, because even though dishwashers and kitchen helpers and whatever other industry you're in, there is always jobs that society looks down upon. If you become vulnerable in the as, as a person when hiring these people or when you know when leaving these people into their lives the same thing could happen to you so um even though it is a job that is uh, looked down upon uh, it's a very important job and uh you know treat these people with respect and they'll treat you with respect back and um that's it for the opening episode the mystery man from milton Keynes. um if you're out there Send me a telegraph or something, man. I don't know what happened to you. But, yeah, it's a weird one. It's a really weird one. It's a short enough episode this week. I just wanted to kind of get an episode out there and um, we'll go from here. And if anybody has any questions or anything else, I'd be happy to answer them. And please subscribe on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It's available 
all over the place because my podcast is now hosted by Acast and we'll see where the future takes us. Chusikovsky, cheers, thank you very much and we will talk to you next time.